produced by gauntletcreative.com. Hello, everybody, and thanks for checking out the Direct Input Podcast. Today is Wednesday, March 15th in the year 2017. And tonight we are in the lovely Neckbreaker home studio in Hudson, Mass. Hudson, Massachusetts. Taxachusetts. <laughs> yeah, we're in the uh, Neckbreaker studio this evening, and you usually do these at Ralph's. And uh, tonight, you know, we you switch things up a little. A little, little bit of switch. That's all. It's a little chaotic. We got a, a little uh, Winter Storm Stella. That, that was this broad's name that came back. Yeah. Fucking Winter yesterday. got her groove back, Brian. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> that was yesterday. It killed us. Fucking 55 mile per hour winds down in Spencer where I was at. I'm on the third floor. Fucking whole house was shaking. It felt like fucking really unique feeling. I know people love hearing about us talk about the weather that's already days old, but like <laughs> uh, the weight, the weight of this snow. Yeah. I mean, that was the heaviest, heavy. Did you have to shovel? I know you you rent. I don't know if you're renting now. Yeah. I'm not fucking. You don't have to shovel shit, but at least maybe your car. You yeah. I cleared up the out. front of my car. Yeah. About two feet. Yeah. Just enough to get out. But, Just enough to get but out. That was some heavy shoveling, I bet. <laughs> Just that two feet. Well, it, it blew like hell. It came in a very fine type of snow, but then they had this new thing. There's a new buzzword in the weather community, Brian, and all, all, the, all, the, uh, all you social media hounds on the weather prowl now understand the word bombogenesis. Bombogenesis. Oh. Let's, let's look it up. It, it's basically, that's what happened yesterday. The fucking storm, it blew like hell, it blew like hell, and then all of a sudden it turned to fucking rain, like a, a pelting, sleeting rain. And it was like a good fucking inch and a half, two inches that fucking rained on top of the fucking 16 that was pretty much on the floor where I was. And it just turns, that just amplifies the fucking weight like fucking like 10 times over. A handful. <laughs> like, and then it froze, froze. <laughs> yeah. So, so then it dropped down to 19 or 18 degrees. That was, uh, that was Armageddon snow wise or Snowmageddon. It's just like, uh, yeah, you know, here, here's 16, 18 inches and then two inches of rain. And then we're going to freeze all that bullshit. Oh, yeah. So, uh, you know, I know people who cares about the weather, but like, uh, long story short, we just um, you were, we were supposed to have a guest yesterday, but you know, shit didn't work out due to the storm, right? Due to all that goddamn heavy shoveling. Right. So here we are Wednesday, and uh, it's just me. pipes breaking and shit. What the fuck? Just Josh and I uh, fucking shooting the breeze. <laughs> but though, I, though, these people, I'm telling you, Brian, I'm really get all these fucking fake news motherfuckers now. They don't even trust the the, the weather. Like, they're pissed off if it, do- if it doesn't snow as much as, as the over fucking calls for. Like, the fucking weatherman can so hit... it's all fake. Oh, it's all fake, yeah. Well, we only got fucking 14 instead of the 16 they fucking said. They really fucked this up. Get the fuck out of here. Good fuck. lord. You fucking entitled people. Everything's got to be perfect nowadays. My God. Like, Ugh. Dude, all right. I'm, I'm not old enough to be alive during the blizzard of 78, but uh, did how much notice did they get? For the blizzard of 78. They probably read it in the paper the day before. Yeah. And maybe yesterday's news coverage was like, all right, it might snow this week. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Then you're fucked. And this is the age of the whiteboard as a fucking media map or whatever yes. for the weather dude. Fucking like, we're talking magnets and shit up there. Fucking just, you know, little happy smiley suns and shit. Nowadays, we got goddamn infrared fucking satellite imagery. You know, fucking <laughs> track it by the goddamn half hour if you want to. All right, by 7.30 p.m., it's going to be 11.5 inches and do all the math and all that shit. Yeah. I just try to think of previous generations who's like, you know what? It might snow this week. Fucking stay inside. Yeah. But here we are, you know, not us complaining, but people we may know right. complaining about all the technology's right. off. 
It's all fake news. It's all bullshit. The old days, you go to the beach just trying to fucking relax, and there's a fucking hurricane there waiting for you. You didn't know fucking idea about it. <laughs> no, it, it no warning. Fucks, you know? Like, <laughs> deal with it. <laughs> Life sucks sometimes. I, I watched a ton of movies, though, during yeah. the storm. I bought a 24-pack of Yingling. Dude, all right, suitcase. so that'll get you through the night, maybe. You know, maybe yeah. one a day, day and a half. Well, I got to stay prepared for action. So I don't want to get too <laughs> hammered, but I ain't got shit to do. So, you know, like. Somewhere between, you know, really shitty and just kind of shitty. Lord, we got a transformer outside my window, like 50 feet away. It's like the only transformer on a pole in the entire neighborhood. I, I just I just convinced myself it was going to fucking explode at any moment's time. You know, you got a lot of snow to deal with, a lot of cold to deal with, and a lot of wet to deal with, like we mentioned. So all of that combined with a generator, I can't be good. Fucking perfect storm. Exactly. Especially <laughs> if it's that close. You know, if, if it's up the street, who gives a fuck? But ah, it's just those things. Really are, close? They're so yeah. loud. They're so loud. And I, I was like, I was so creeped out. I got out of the fucking the room I was in. I, I fucking popped in Platoon on Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, fuck it. Like with Charlie Sheen or Mar- yeah, Charlie. Oh, yeah. fuck yeah. It's yeah. been a long time. Yeah. The proven us fucking. I'm like, <laughs> I was just like, wait, I just turning up the fucking shit, waiting for another loud explosion to occur. <laughs> That's a movie I only saw as a kid. I never saw it as an adult. So oh, I can't rewatch it. You got to see Platoon, dude. Yeah. Oh, it's a completely different, uh, you know, vision as a as an adult. Probably, probably see it differently. Or, it's you know. awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. It's the best war movie. Yeah. Uh, it's probably better than full. It's probably. I was gonna say it's the best war movie of the '80s, and it's better probably, than Full Metal Jacket. Yes, I think yeah. so because it's more charming. Full Metal it's a, Jacket gets way more love. No, but people talk about Full Metal Jacket way more than New Platoon. Platoon is the fucking Goodfellas of the fucking war movie genre, though. There's the, there's the most lines in it, fucking, and the best characters. I mean, uh, you got fucking. I want to argue that. Oh, there's Bonds and fucking Elias. You got fucking oh, the the head, fucking all the dudes who smoke pot, and that oh, whole yeah. fucking clique versus the Merle Haggard fucking bunker. Like, more, oh, dude, uh, know, more lifelike. I don't know, more believable. Or real. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it was kind of a fucked up movie, too, because it wasn't exactly uh, that, like, um, uh, glowing in, in regards to the fucking, the conduct of, like, you know, uh, certain non-servicemen in fucking, in Nam and sure. fucking in the old days and shit like that, before the ages of fucking political correctness and what have you not, right? <laughs> I mean, when, when did that term uh, come to play? Political correctness, like, I don't know. 90s, probably? Didn't, like, Bill Maher invent it? That, no, I'm joking. <laughs> yeah. You do, you have me convinced, but uh, yeah. Either way, yeah, uh, they're all politically correct. If you're in, if you're in control, you're the politically correct one. So right now, Trump in fucking fake news is the politically correct fucking. <laughs> that's the answer. <laughs> like you know, I'm in my 30s and I cringe at that word politically correct. It's so it's so safe place. It's so like. I don't know. Everyone gets their participation award. You know, it's all in that same field of, of communication of like soft and easy and comfortable for everybody. Yeah. No, I hear you. You know, it's a couple of vodkas deep, but you know where I'm going with that. Dude, it's fucking, I mean, yeah. what? We're heavy metal guys. It's not like, you know, it's not like yeah, the. You partake, you know? It's not like the weak kind of just. Well, actually, no. You know, the week kind of just do hang out and survive somehow. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like it's all this alpha male shit. You know, it's yeah, like you know, you know, keep your feelings bottled up and shut up and deal with it. Yeah, yeah. life goes on. Yeah, it is. So the politically correct, I think, has evolved to you know all the politically correct terms we've been using. You know, in the past. This is why you got to watch years. Platoon. You got to watch Platoon because it's it's got to rewatch your, it's Platoon. It's the, the politically correct fucking war movie. Usually, is the fucking you know, 
just you know the like patent to me is like a politically correct war movie it's just sort of like non-confrontational about a lot of fucking different shit and fucking platoon does a lot of different things all at once it's kind of fucking yeah I'll take a whack off the pen we got here big daddy pen right here smoke a little oil you gotta watch platoon man fucking like <laughs> i can't believe you haven't seen that you know and forrest then, gump's one of my favorite movies and i it's not a long yeah. you know military movie but you know the, the 20 minutes of that scene i, I love forrest gump yeah. i know we're not talking about forrest gump but I turn we're talking into about a, military movies. I turn so. into a giant puddle of pussy when I watch put, like Forrest Gump do it. I oh, fucking it. melt like butter. <laughs> you can't be when he's holding Baba on the fucking on the you know like in that damn tree at the end of the movie and he's crying and fucking oh, oh with his wife like, like oh, you know the lady lady ugh. cancer or whatever it was called but like you don't have it was AIDS right you, uh, yeah but like you don't have a fucking heart if if you don't. If your eyes aren't a little watery during that scene and you want to be cavolt and metal and not be, you know, get emotional about that, like, get the fuck out of here. That's that whole movie. There's so many parts where he loses Bubba like, on the beach and he's, you know, Bubba's his, his only good friend. He's fucking dying in front of him at war. I want to go home, Forrest. Like, how would you not fucking immediately ball? Because I'm like, I, I'm like, all right, stop talking about it. All right, you fucking. <laughs> Sorry, you know, you, 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 we're talking about military movies and we're passing the pen around, but uh. <laughs> it's all good, baby. I mean, but that's, yeah. dude, that's that's why we need Tropic Thunder, though. Tropic Thunder is a nice, happy medium. Different ball game. Yeah, you don't want from ball game. Talk about the full retard spectrum of fucking acting there and that fucking that fucking hop of sympathies that right there. That fucking Tom he just starts fucking <laughs> Tom Cruise. <laughs> Tom Cruise is badass in fucking Tropic Thunder. You know, Tom, I mean, you can who, who's more badass, Tom Cruise or fucking Tom Hanks? Oh, okay, Jesus, in, in, right. in Forrest Converse. Tom Hanks or Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise being the overweight executive guy, uh, right? It's a no-brainer. You know, oh. <laughs> that's like Spinal Tap ask fucking like yeah. what he did there. That that's was fucking movie. genius. Fucking. I watched Wolf of Wall Street yesterday. Yeah, with uh, DiCaprio and um, what's not Seth Rogen, the other dude. Yeah, Seth Rogen. Oh yeah, Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. Yeah, oh, they're all white dudes. He's Jewish. Funny and, white dudes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're talented. They yeah. work hard. We're all in the same ballpark. <laughs> Those damn silly white dudes. It's a good Scorsese film. Have you seen it? Uh, yeah. Yep, twice. It's good. Three hours. It goes fast. It you know, it, it takes its time. You know, it get it gets where it needs to go. Some people see three hours and say, fuck that nonsense. But I, I love that shit. I'll do four hour movies. Yeah, I would too. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah. If it's a good story, let's go there. I can't remember the last four hour I'd done actually. Probably Che. The movie Che with Benicio Del Toro. Oh, dude. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen that. It was, it was a double, too. It was, it, it was like Colum- it was Cuba and then Bolu- Bolivia in the second half. Three, three-plus hours, you can do it. You know, all Lord of the Rings bullshit and, yeah. uh, you know, Titanic. I'll take heat for it. I don't care. Good, great movie. Um, One of the last double VHS of our Double generation. VHS. Rest in peace, double VHS. <laughs> So Josh, not to not to play the host role for a minute, but we're in Neckbreaker Studio, so I, I'm I'm just an autopilot right now. But uh, so you wanted to um, we could probably do like a winter checkup sort of oh, deal yeah, for this oh, episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you you usual spiel, where, you know, a couple brief fucking notes about the uh, the films I've enjoyed, you know, in the past quarter here, past quarter year, and uh, the albums, of course, the shows naturally. So you know what's going on with life in the past quarter, you know. 
All right. It's been busy. It's been hectic. I mean, you've been hustling. Fucking, you got Gauntlet Creative off the ground here. You're fucking coding. You're fucking broadcasting. Podcasting. Maniac. Fucking. Pretty much uh, everything my, my life has been since I've been looking for work during the day. I want an office job where I can uh, pay the bills. I don't know why I'm talking about it on a podcast, but whatever. Um, during the day, I would just like take an office job. I'll do marketing, design. I'll do uh, admin work, whatever. Bullshit. Nonsense. Just pay me every week and I'll do whatever the hell you want. But at night, I can do my passion, which is Gauntlet Creative, which is uh, website design and uh, audio engineering. So if I can uh, code websites or bands or record podcasts for clients, and I got a client coming up, so like that isn't your show. So I've got I got some new clients coming in for web and podcasting. Let's tip. Yeah, man. That's, Fuck. that's been my, 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 my work the past quarter, my life. Living the dream. Exactly. Can't complain. That's the American dream, though. That, that, that's that's the, the 21st century American male hustle right there. <laughs> you work, and then you work some more. <laughs> you go home to work. <laughs> you go home, and you, you, you get home from work, and you work more. <laughs> but you're self-made. That's, it's definitely kind of the thing. It's like um, we were talking at practice the other day how, like, musicians and a lot of, like, you know, artists and creative minds in our fucking field and circle are kind of this new breed of, like, entrepreneurs that are fucking... Kind what's of, going on. Yeah, I know a lot of what's you know? going on and such. And we got like all the street cred and fucking, you know, all, all the fucking, you know, torn up knuckles we need doing the work. But in the end, it's just like, wow, where are we? How are we getting ahead? <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I can, the amount of bosses that I've had on my, my one hand that have had, that still have or have had an at AOL.com email address and they're still checking that shit actively. At least four to five of my bosses. Yeah. And, and most of them I need to give access. They're like, oh, what's my email address? Oh, it's the worst. Oh, well, you know, do you know my login, Brian? Can you help me out? I'm like, yeah. Somebody making fucking twice as much as you doesn't know how to fucking refresh their fucking internet browser. Jackpot. Exactly oh. where I was getting at. Like, <laughs> the higher up you go, the less you know. Yeah. It's bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, what albums? Oh, look, maybe we can start with. Uh, I don't know. You want to do albums first? What albums well, are you going to do? Or? No, I'm going to finish up on these films because I watched fucking. I watched like I went on a spree. I haven't really. Oh, watched, films. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah, films. Yeah. I haven't watched too many fucking films lately. Fucking because I go, I get kind of sporadic on how I get into shit, and I've been in school and um, doing a lot of schoolwork. And usually, when I'm done with the schoolwork. I like to fucking play like Civilization Six on Steam and shit. So I've been kind of zoned out doing that, playing a lot of bass, fucking writing some shit, learning some shit, a little bit of everything. But um, with the snowstorm and all, kind of made a conscious decision just to fucking tie one on and fucking watch it. You know, so, you know, that's that's why I ended up watching Wolf of Wall Street. It's like probably one of the better movies to feel successful and motivated. Well, oh, being yeah, fucked up, you know, oh, definitely, <laughs> you know, getting shit done, taking care of business. Oh, wicked, dude, eighty style. Ah, I could never do that much cocaine. I mean, it's still, it's you know, we're not in Colombia to begin with, but you know, it's just like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, like I just can't really dude. imagine doing that much cocaine like that, dude. I don't know. You know, I know people who smoke weed all day long, but fuck, they were doing coke. But the quaaludes, not even sleeping. The quaaludes, dude. That's like the big catch of that whole movie. Fuck yeah. it is like they're all that fucking scene. It was one of the best things that DiCaprio's ever done. Is fucking when he gets all fucking oh, cerebral palsied oh. and shit. Na- he <laughs> nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. 
He's fucking like facial a, expressions, oh, drooling, yeah. oh. and like you, you nailed it. Oh, no yeah. prescription drugs. Ugh. <laughs> he just all fucking. Oh god, that was fucking remarkable, dude. What do, you, he did like, do you think he was like? Uh, I got to do a shitload of drugs to get uh, you know I hope to, so. into the character. I hope so. Like just tried it out a couple of weeks back before. Like all right, I got to get into uh, you know character mode. I wouldn't be surprised. They probably got people there, like a medic on site, and be like, well, listen, you could do this much cocaine, but I got to measure you afterwards. Yeah, so right, right. Like, <laughs> you, want, you want to do a couple of rails for the uh, on set? That's cool. That's all right. We know this stuff is clean. It's, it's, we make, we, yeah, like, yeah, right. like, like bullshit. We've already tested it to see and make sure there's no arsenic or yeah. fentanyl, and yeah, you can do the cocaine. Yeah, so fucking, they actually had like some time capsule quaalude. That would be crazy if they had a time capsule what? fucking quaalude to fucking do those. That fucking lemon scene, that was the thing. What's fucking, um, what, I've been buying all these Blu rays though. I, you fucking, was, there was a moment back when you asked me. It was like in the middle of a live read for Netbreaker. It was like you. You said like, "What was the last thing I bought on Amazon?" Yeah, and I'm like, "Dude, I've never bought anything on Amazon." Well, let me tell you something, Brian. As of last month, <laughs> I just bought something on Amazon. All right, I'm <laughs> all about evolved. dude. I'm all I'm all about the Prime now, guy. This Prime shit's retarded. Fucking Christ, dude. Fucking like hundred bucks a year or like <laughs> forget it. Like free shipping, just Nothing. the free shipping portion. Hit fucking shows up two days later, fucking stocking up on Blu-rays, dude. Fucking so I pull- in two days, <laughs> and sometimes you can get them on. I got a Sunday delivery once. Really? I ordered Friday afternoon, and it was on my port Sunday. It's retarded. That's tit. That's tit. That's how it should be. Ah, uh, but yeah, yeah prime, uh, prime well, is insane, right? Well, this is the modern world we live in, man. I'm fucking. Here I am fucking whining about fucking retarded fucking people on site and fucking... Yeah, right? <laughs> I'm like, dude, this prime shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, but at least you're aware of this technology. You're aware of, uh, you know... It's life. life-changing. Yes. My God. That's how we evolve. I'm fucking evolved right now. I'm buying Werner Herzog movies now. Fucking... Oh, dude. <laughs> Just getting them shipped to you. Just like that. Oh, yeah. I'm an expert now. You don't do I'm, shit. You I'm, can go to work during the day, and you come home, there's a package on your door. Film connoisseur. Overnight. <laughs> connoisseur. <laughs> overnight connoisseur. <laughs> there's this fucking movie uh, called Agreer, uh, The Wrath of God. No, I never heard it. Dude, it's badass. It's kind of like fucking like Apocalypto, but not really, but it's like, it's a conquistador film, yeah. like going down there, and like they're trying to find uh, El Dorado, the last, the lost city of the gold. When did this come up? 1972. Oh, sweet. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's not nothing new or anything. Yeah. And they got this like creepy kraut rock soundtrack being all bizarre and shit in the background and like, you know, I don't know, they're in the rainforest and like on the Amazon. Yeah. Dude, badass. Badass movie. Fucking Agreer, the the Wrath of God. Fucking, I was, I was hyping that up in the fucking, in the, um, I think of the fucking Mort episode. Fucking. Right. Yep. Just obsessed with that film. And then I got the Fitzcarrald, which is the same director. It's a film called Fitzcarrald. And even got that dude, Klaus Kinski. And that movie's retarded because it was filmed in the Amazon as well. But they, like, legit hold a fucking, like, steamboat over a fucking mountain in the movie. What? Yeah. Like, it's just retarded. Like, it's a remarkable film, to say the least. It's a gorgeous, gorgeous film. But the whole act of them, like, decimating a fucking road so they could tow a fucking massive fucking, like, 
100 fucking foot boat across a fucking like mountain in the rain. You got to see it, dude. It's the one of the most incredible things I've ever seen in a movie, to tell you the truth. It's ridiculous. Fucking, um, I'll tell you the other thing about this Amazon, though, I like. I, I tracked down two fucking old films that I haven't seen since I was like a wee lad. Like a wicked wee lad. Oh, yeah? Fucking, I only had copies of these from fucking TV, dude, with fucking commercials in between. Fucking VHS rip. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I bought two old Disneys I got from the Amazon. I got fucking the Swiss Family Robinson. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's deep. Okay. Yeah, fucking wicked good live action guy. Also, lots of weird lizards and shit and, you know, fucking funny animals that have never been on camera before. Yeah, when did that chick about 60s? 62, Six- three, four, somewhere. Yeah, man. That, that, when Disney did a shitload of live action films, just like movies, actual just movies, not animated or anything. Swiss Family and uh, the Herbie era, you know? Oh, God, All yeah. That stuff. Yeah, that fucking damn car. Yeah. yeah. How could I forget? Fucking the Don other- Knotts, right? Who would that dude? <laughs> fucking Don Knotts. Yeah, I never liked Don Knotts. Fucking, I, I think that uh, fucking Rickles is the superior. Fucking the, the superior Don. It's just well, yeah, <laughs> Don Draper. Yeah, well, Don, just- dude, there's a lot of good Dons. Don Draper. <laughs> It's uh, only Don Knox to me, fucking yeah, Mr. Yeah. Knox is the is the top of the, the food chain when it comes to that shit, fucking. But um, can't argue that, dude. The other live action Disney flick I bought was Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. You ever seen that fucking thing? Uh, I've never seen the movie. No. Fucking Kurt Douglas. Fucking. I know he was in that. Yeah. Massive fucking chin, just taking up fucking an entire quarter by himself. Fucking. Jesus. <laughs> it's on the ride at Disneyland, but no, I never did the. Uh, Oh, I just never see saw it, the movie. Dude. Yeah, it's in Technicolor. Fucking. <laughs> it's in Technicolor. Oh, yeah. It's great. It looks <laughs> dope on DVD. podcast in Technicolor. <laughs> dude, I, I've seen that shit. I remember staring at the fucking thing as a child, fucking with tracking on the VHS in between commercials. Oh, yeah. Fucking in awe of that film. And then I see it on my fucking big fucking TV now in a DVD with primo you know, fucking 5. sound. 5.1 sound. Oh, eight, you fuck. Know, widescreen. Oh, high blown quality. away. Blown away. Different ballgame. Fucking um, Casasas and I though, fucking um, I believe what's his title on Neckbreaker, Mister. He's Kassasis. our senior pro wrestling correspondent on Neckbreaker. Fucking elegant man. He's, he's a he's a dapper man. He um he had a, a, a appendectomy or what's that when you get your appendix removed? He really had that. I didn't know if he was fucking around. I thought he was too, but no, that's a shoot. He um he got it got it fucking taken out like Jesus last Christ. Week. Yeah, he was he was in the hospital for like two days. He's good, you know. I'm sure they took care of him there, you know. Oh my god! But uh, yeah, he, he had a, um he had his appendix taken out. Well, fucking me and him watched this movie called Tickled. I did see his post about this. What the fuck is this about? Well, it's, I don't know what's more fucked up: him getting his appendix pulled out, or fucking watching that movie. I can't believe he actually had his appendix. Append- I gotta send the kid a message now. Jesus Christ! Like, yeah, because <laughs> he, he, he came to the, our house here to do a. Uh, we were gonna do dinner and then do a podcast right after. And oh he, shit! He didn't eat. You uh, know, I made it. You know, we made a bunch of chicken and stuff. I'm like, you know, it's like we we always do our group dinner, and he's like, no, nah, I'm not hungry. I don't have an appetite. Like, you know, like okay, dude, that that's weird. Like we always eat. But then it was like two days later, and he was in the hospital. So like, I don't know if that was part of it, having a loss of appetite. I don't know if that's you know a, you know a side effect or like a precursor to having an appendix taken out. But he's like, I'm not hungry at all. Then he went another day after that, didn't eat. So 
that sucks that like the appendix has been downgraded to just something you find like at the beginning of a research novel or something like just, that. Just like no big deal. Yeah, like nobody knows what it does. Why it's I think they even like said a it was bone. Yeah, it was like Pluto. It's like a Pluto organ now. They're like, get this out of here. It's not even real legit you know, organ. Not even an organ. We don't need it anymore. <laughs> like, fuck it, I can't believe Chris fucking got his fucking appendix then, taken out. Yeah, I didn't know Jesus until I Christ. texted him. I thought it was a joke. Then I thought like, it was a joke too. I was like, what's this guy sticking his tongue out at? What is yeah, this, like, a joke? Is he bad or something? No, he's just, you know, he was actually in the hospital. Wow. Well, we so, watched Tickled uh, together. <laughs> Tickled, was it HBO or Showtime? Or? It's the most fucked up documentary I've seen probably ever, and it is on HBO right now. It's it's just fucking mind-blowing how fucked up it was. It was scary. Tickled. 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 Uh, I'm, I'm sure the movie, make, you know, is it, was it like the, the, the art of tickling? Where do you go with this? Let me what give, do you mean? Let me give you the, uh, let me give you the, pre, um, the pre-rolled edition yeah. of, uh, you know, the pre-credit world of this one. You, gotta, you got this, like, this, like, journalist down in New Zealand who's one of these, like, entertainment journalists who's, like, you know, hanging out with dudes that eat toads and, like, fucking, like, interviews Justin Bieber and then, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. like, the it's an entertainment, like, you know, but it's New Zealand style, so... He talks hilarious. That's <laughs> 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 like, just a given. Sure. It's, yeah. I feel like the fucking guy from the, the manager of Flight of the Conkets is just... Oh, my like God. <laughs> <laughs> Murray, that fucking... Oh, <laughs> that guy's great. Fucking great people. So fucking, um, yeah, so he finds this thing called competitive endurance tickling. Competitive endurance. Oh, man, I'm already cringing. Yeah, they pay you 1500 They fly you out, and um, you just basically have to be restrained and tickled by numerous dudes all at once while they, like, kind of, like, mount you, like, cowgirl style and, you know, you whatever know. they're into. Yeah, well, you know, and they tie you up with like you know restraints. And, How much does that pay? Fifteen hundred, um, all the, expenses. All right, so it's fifteen hundred. Okay, crack these numbers. <laughs> well, so the thing is, is that the journalist fucking finds this and goes, "Well, this is fucking strange," and fucking starts tweeting about it, or whatever. Right? You know, fucking poke, and he ends up poking this fucking giant bear, literally, <laughs> like, like, and then like. He gets all these messages from fucking like the 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 hosting company that's like hosting the the domain names and shit like that for for yeah. the yep. tickling competition, and they're like, "Dude, you're a faggot. We don't fucking hang out with faggots, and you faggot fucking newspaper because it's the fifties. <laughs> like Lord. they're like wicked brutal. Yeah. And the dude's like, and the dude's like a bisexual guy, like the reporter who's like you know doing this whole thing, and he's like, eventually he's like, "Wow, this is weird because this shit's wicked fucking gay," and like. They're calling me a fucking faggot, you know, like, oh, yeah. And then you they, you just go in this wormhole from there, and it's, like, fucking fucked up, like. Yeah, so, like, yeah, you got the two sides to it. You got, you know, you could argue the gay side, the people, you know, that are, that would be into that from a sexual standpoint, but some people maybe not, aren't gay at all, but like to be tickled. Yeah, I mean, dude. So you get both arguments, both well, sides. Yeah, I'm I'm not like anti fucking tickle. I'm I'm like, I'm a pretty pro fetish type of guy. Yeah, do whatever what you you're do. into, whatever yeah. gets the, uh, the whatever floats your boat. Yeah, you're doing it. That's your house. That's your privacy. I don't give a fuck. Who cares? You know. But there are certain fucking motherfuckers that take the shit a little bit too far, and uh, you know, like this, yeah, that, that, that radiator oh, is that radiator. Do that. Fucking, I'm talking about tickled. 
you say this motherfucker's name three times, he shows up and fucking... Yeah, I don't even want to say it now. He's like fucking Biggie Smalls. Don't say Jesus. it. Fucking Bloody Mary motherfucker. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. But I, <laughs> fucking <laughs> radiating the claws is creeping me out. Yeah, it, uh, ticking, you know, ticking, it's the ticking. only noise we got. So, you know, it's uh, it's pretty cold out here and, uh, with these radiators, man. Always ticking. And Josh gets, uh, Josh gets distracted with a little noise. Get fired up. You know. like- well, even if, you, if we were at Ralph's, forget it. You, you'd be looking all over the place. Yeah. People walking around, loading the gear in. Who's that tapping? Yeah. <laughs> Those are the background noises here in the uh, studio. Yeah, but dude, this fucking... I don't know. Check that movie out. Tackled. It's fucking... It's brutal. I give it a whirl. It's brutal. Fucking... Other than that... I haven't really been listening to a lot of new music. Fucking other than shit I've covered in like the other episodes and shit. I was on a big Spanish metal kick. Uh, on my way over, I was listening to a new single from uh, Satan's Hallow. Okay. Uh, so like... Uh, what, what do you mean like a Spanish kick? Like because of the last episode you did? With those dudes, did yeah. it kind of open the door a little bit? Yeah, I've been taking Spanish lessons at fucking Quinzig, Spanish classes, so to say. Sweet. Yeah, and fucking, so I've just been, like, listening to more Spanish metal, reading more Spanish lyrics and shit like that. You Why know? Spanish lessons? Uh, just because it's a It's grind. fucking highly applicable in this day and age. Dude, definitely. Um, especially, you know, even as a touring band. Absolutely. You know, if, if you're going to be touring South America, going to fucking Texas. Yeah, true. <laughs> if you're going to Dallas, <laughs> going to Los Angeles, <laughs> going to LA, going to Lowell, going to you know, you know, we we joke New but York, and all. we joke, but it doesn't hurt. There's Spanish everywhere. We found fucking Spanish movies in Europe. Fucking, it seems like we would find a Spanish speaking person in every fucking country. You know, and they were American too. That's what's crazy. You know, as as a man who who speaks some French, I mean, like <coughs> you see the French language almost shrinking, right? Yeah, more or less. And Spanish growing massively. Yeah, it's gaining. Gaining, gaining popularity, gaining usage. Um, but French, I only see that shrinking. And, I, and, and, you know, that's in my history. That's in my lineage, too. So, yeah, you know, I, I've always thought about taking Spanish lessons. Yeah. Because why not? Why the hell not? Yeah. Um, it's not going to hurt you, especially as a touring band. If you're going to go to Dallas or, you know, if you got Spanish promoters or even if you have Spanish guests. So, on future episodes. That's very common. Yeah. I mean, it seems like I see, like, a Spanish-speaking band fucking, like, once every three or four months. I believe like, it. Nowadays. Especially like, in Ralph's know. or, you know, Worcester. Yeah, Absolutely. definitely. Yeah. And it's just even going out to shows. We played down in D.C. Fucking, there was mad fucking Latino dudes down there. Fucking all the fucking metal heroes fucking. And they're always the dudes up in front. They usually buy the most merch, honestly. Like, they fucking. Support. Yeah, they support. Straight up. <laughs> like, yeah, man. I sold more tapes to fucking Spanish dudes than fucking anybody else fucking, like, DC and shit. Like, yeah, nothing wrong with know? that, man. Yeah, they're fucking, because they, they love it. It's their life. And they're really stoked to be here to fucking, you know, enjoy fucking what's going on, you know? Fucking, love. Passion. Fuck yeah, dude. Fuck yeah. Fucking, but yeah, I mean, I really haven't, uh, shit guy, I haven't thought of, like, too much of this. I bought, like, uh, the, was it the Headless, uh, Headless Children by Wasp? It was one of my, oh, my recent fucking... Um, Vinyl purchase? No, a fucking CD guy. Say, CD? I have it on vinyl. I just yeah. want. I need it on CD. So I got that from the Prime. I've been looking for those in all the used shops for years and can't fucking find it. Oh, so that's interesting. So like, why do you um? You got it on vinyl. Why would you? Why would you buy it on CD? Just I like the car? files. I like the files. And I like the. I still enjoy the CD format. Fuck everybody. Fucking everybody thinks the CD sucks all of a sudden. Fuck off. Okay, that's the dumbest thing I've See, ever heard. You no, know, sucks is the wrong word. Like I don't know. It's it, quality's great. You know, yeah. You know, every goddamn car in the world's got a CD player in it. 
Although I hear I hear newer cars aren't putting in CD players. Like they're done with that really? bullshit. It's all Bluetooth and uh, aux input. Really, That's it. straight up. Which is interesting to do because like media players like strict iPod like media play type things are like kind of sort of being phased out. I won't say phased out, but they're just not as big demand as they were fucking fifteen years ago. Uh yeah. Um, like MP3 players, like iPods, like I I mean Apple stopped making them. I'm telling you, this is because these fucking big fucking telecommunications companies want to fucking make more money off of data plans. This is where this is all coming from, dude. So, fucking. like, if, if Comcast or uh, Verizon or whoever the hell, Charter, whatever these companies are. Yeah. Wait till the... I'm waiting. Because right now, it's sort of like unlimited internet. You can just stream. If you're at your home office, you can stream and fucking watch Netflix all you want. Unlimited data. You know, unless you're downloading 100 games a day or some bullshit. But you're good. Yeah, but I'm waiting, just waiting for them to, just like the cell phone companies, to go, you got a gig of data now, and then you're going to pay us after that. Right. They'll have that monopoly. Yeah, Verizon's doing it now. They got, like, a plan. It's, like, 150 bucks per, like, line or some bullshit. Like, it's stupid, dude. It's stupid. So, yeah, I'm waiting for that to happen. Um, you know, just down, if you want to download some albums or stream in Netflix, I'm waiting for those those internet providers to go, yeah. okay. You've used 10 hours of, of data this month. We're going to charge you more now. Yeah. Charging you hourly. Right. And we'll be like, can't do shit about it. Couldn't do anything about it. Yeah. I don't know. It's crazy, man. It's just fucking changing. It's technology. Shit keeps moving forward and whatnot. Fucking, but you know. Yeah, you got to keep updated with it. You know, at least familiar with the hell's going on. Yeah. Keep your eyes open. Keep your ears open. You know what's also fucked up, too, in this day and age? After all this fucking, all, as crazy as this fucking shit is and as convenient as everything is, I still can't watch fucking Live and Dangerous by Thin Lizzy on fucking YouTube or fucking any other fucking format for free. I had to buy that from Amazon. Fucking, we got we got St. Patrick's Day this week and I started fucking, man, fucking thinking about all the Irish music in my life. Fucking, of course, extra, extra mucho, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> of course. Why wouldn't you want that Live and Dangerous, but, um. That fucking thing needs to be on Blu-ray. It's just like such a good concept to it. Fucking, it's you know, awesome. Um, you know, it's an idea that's a great idea, but it'll never make a dime. Is um, a, a streaming live concert um, service, live, um, yes. live videos. D- the DVD market's going to go away eventually. Bands are going to stop putting out DVDs because whatever people aren't buying the medium. So everything's going streaming. There should be like a Spotify, but for live. Like just just music videos and um, just live performances. Sometimes you want to watch Priest from '89 or some bullshit or '88. You know, you want to watch an old set, but you want to, you don't want to see one song. You want to see a whole goddamn set, right? And it's not on YouTube for some for some reason. I think there should be a streaming service. You pay five bucks a month. Here's your access to all the videos you want. I think you're gonna see that happen. There's some there's what's there's a new one right now specifically for comedy. It's got like every fucking oh, Saturday Night Live called? season and shit, um, and it specializes in stand-ups fucking from all over fucking time and space and shit. Of like, and then like I think it's got shows too, like by specific writers, obviously. But I think that's fucking definitely this. Well, you seen this with Hara? Aren't there like a Shutter or whatever the fuck uh, it's called? Fucking like yeah, something. Th- uh, there's on-demand shit for fucking just about all these little nichey fucking things. And it's always like five bucks a month, eight bucks a month, oh, under yeah. ten. Everything's yes. nothing. Is That's gonna the go price over, point, my friend. Nothing's going over ten bucks a month. Netflix already said everything's worth nine ninety. Yep. 
And you're seeing that more too. We was talking about um, there's more of this like uh, that monthly buy-in sort of thing. You see it from everything for pets to the loot crates and stuff like that. Everything's where it's like, monthly. Yeah. Fucking, it's just like, send me fucking shit in the mail. Fucking 10 bucks. Fucking this and that. Fucking, you know, whatever you got. Fucking. That nine ninety nine price point just yep. tells you, oh, who cares? It's 10 bucks. Who gives a yep. shit? And that's a couple of coffees a week. 10 bucks but, is the new dollar, dude. But times every service you get. You got a streaming music one. You got a streaming, uh, you, you know, you get Netflix. Maybe you get an Amazon too, which is Prime, which is, again, probably 10, 12 bucks a month or whatever. Right. Amazon, you got Netflix. You get your Spotify. And eventually there'll be one for video, like other video bullshit. So, like, it ended up being like, you know, 50, 60 bucks a month for multiple services. Right. Well, that's the thing. I, that's what blew my mind. I fucking ended up on the Amazon shit because I wanted to watch Kirby Enthusiasm one night. And they have and it I, on Prime. Oh, yeah, but I was fucking, I'm like fucking standing at the ledge ready to fucking jump for fucking HBO Go. And she's like, dude, I already get this fucking shit. Like, You're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, yeah, wait like, <laughs> whoa, whoa. What's going on? What do you mean we already got this shit? Why did you tell me this five yeah. years ago? <laughs> whoa. I watched this years ago. I mean, oh, Christ, man. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that was fucking, yeah, those movies fucking tickled, man. <laughs> tickled. <laughs> fucking tickled. That motherfucker. You got to see this fucking fat fuck. It's on my list, man. <laughs> I'll check it out. <laughs> I'll give it a run. Fucking, um, we, we, I was talking about we went down in D.C. We played a couple shows in the middle of winter, and that was fucking kind of crazy. We went down the East Coast. You fucking, did, um, so uh, the word did start off in uh, once? Uh, yeah, up once. That was yeah. like the kickoff, right? Yeah. The long weekend run? Oh, yeah. Fucking phenomenal. Yeah, great show. Fucking a lot of pizza. They opened the pizza shop just for the I bands. I saw all those pizza, that pizza upstairs. Ooh. Jesus. Yeah, I got it. It took right? care of you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then fucking the, um, the lady there, JJ, she made us fucking, um, stuffed pork chops, which are fucking to die for. God, she didn't have to do that. <sighs> You know what I mean? Like, usually it's just pizza and fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. They t- dude, they, they take care of you. They're artists. Dude. They know what's up. Dude, that's FUBU right there. For us, by us, right? Straight that's the up. word on the street, right? Yeah. <laughs> we play DC. We go to fucking, um, uh, uh, what is it, fucking Frederick, Maryland? Fucking, you know what that yeah, is? Yeah, not, um, not Frederick's. Uh, Frederick. Frederick, Maryland. Yeah. No, I haven't been there. I've been to the other one. Isn't there another Frederick? Fredericksburg? Fredericksville? Who gives a shit? Yeah. If you were named Frederick, would you be Fred or Rick? Um, Fred. Really? Fred's, uh, Fred's, well, that's my grandfather's name, so uh, I'm a little biased there. Tied in. Yeah. Fred's, uh, I don't know, they don't, nobody calls their kids Fred anymore. They might call their kids Ricky or Rick. Yeah. But Fred's an old guy name, and that shit's going by the the fucking dodo yeah it's yeah. gone no shit like all those old dude names you know uh you know you watch old movies and you're like they'll never call people that anymore like engelbart yeah you know like harold yeah no nobody's naming their fucking kids harold it's always like a ned yeah <laughs> <Ned>. <laughs> <laughs> that's ned you know everything is always these weird like hybrid names you know not like a Everybody sound like some sort of fucking organic creation from the stars, you <laughs> right? know? Everybody's you a star vegan aisle. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, what, what's this fucking... Is, like, more people getting knocked up naming them after, like, Game of Thrones princess dragon warriors now? Yeah. Is, that, is that the big name now? Fucking... Well, everything's like a Brayden, a Jaden. 
always a lots of Bradens or Dens. Always the, and the, the Dens. Dens. Yeah, is that the new uh, equivalent of like the Lynn? You think? Yeah, probably. You know, J J, J Lynn or whatever the hell they used, but Dend. Yeah. Wow, and that's the opposite of Ned. It's fucking tragic. <laughs> Ned's getting a cold shoulder. Hey. Blowing your mind. <laughs> So you end up in D.C. Um, Dying Fetus, was it? Oh, yeah, guy. That was a good lineup. The, uh, the dudes in the Disgorge, Visceral Disgorge. Visceral Disgorge. Yeah, East Coast band. Disgorge. Visceral Disgorge. Good band. Good band. Phenomenal Heavy. band. Heavy. Uh, that's cool. I mean, Dying Fetus was just doing like a one-off deal, right? Or a couple of yeah, shows they get to get back around. home. Yeah, like that is like their home turf. This place didn't have a fucking... I don't want to talk too much about the... <laughs> the perimeters, but apparently you you could get in there no matter what. You don't have to give out the address or anything. Yeah, no, nah, uh, it was cool. Fucking, but like it, it was in the Columbia Heights, I believe is what they called it. Okay, fucking, and uh, I've never played DC. I haven't been there since like field trip, dude. Dude, fucking years. I oh, mean, usually wicked. that's just the go to for touring. Uh, you know, you're always gonna work your way down to Florida, so I'm sure you always get DC on the way. Never, just, never just didn't there. work out that way, huh? Yeah. To pay in the dick. <laughs> I mean, packing wise, oh, yeah, the packing sucks. was a nightmare. <laughs> the like, sucks, like, dude. That was probably the worst packing I've ever. It was right there with. Uh, it's it's, no, it's true probably DC, the worst. Like, 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 not White House area, but like downtown or yeah, the Columbia Heights shit. I mean, it was just a lot of one ways, you wicked trailer, fucking narrow, big fucking van. trailer. Oh, we we struck fucking gold with an ideal prime spot. <sighs> fucking just, it was miraculous, dude. Just leave it there. Leave it there all goddamn day. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Forget it. Yeah. Yeah. But fucking like... We're going to get into that kind of stuff, too, actually, later. Out in the rest of the episode. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, true. That's a good point. Mm -hmm. But uh, we went out fucking drinking with Blake from uh, Pig Destroyer. Hell, yeah. Fucking awesome time. Fucking hilarious, man. Fucking love this dude. Uh, you were drinking uh, some bourbon. I saw a couple of photos. You insane? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Bourbon. We were drinking bourbon. That yeah. Was, drinking, like no, Lafrag. Oh Lefrig. yeah, 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 yeah. It and was it, dark. I don't oh, know. Yeah. It was dark glass. Fucking five dollar mimosas. Hell yeah. Fucking hell yeah, guy. Walking back to the hotel, there's all these fucking dorks walking around. It was like, <laughs> like what's the fuck? It was like all these like like dork dorky like t teenage kids and shit. Nerds. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, what chess team are you guys? Yeah. With? Right. And they go, oh, we're, we're with the model UN. And I'm like, the oh, model UN? Sense. That makes sense. I'm like, what the fuck is the model UN? Like, you guys can fucking constructs and just sit around and fucking... Like backyard <laughs> wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> we sat around there fucking, and you could blaze out there fucking because it's cool. legal and fucking in D.C. In D.C.? Get oh, the yeah, fuck out of here. So we're sitting there fucking, have a grand old time fucking. Yeah. I, I kept... All the motherfuckers that walk. There's all these people from Germany and like Argentina and like different countries. It was like probably like a thousand of these little kids walking by. And I was, every one of them, I kept greeting them, Brian, over and over. I just, I kept greeting them. I said, Welcome to the Model UN. Welcome. And they all just were completely perplexed what the fuck I was doing. <laughs> like, they didn't know what the fuck Why I was are you talking, talking about. To us? Yeah. <laughs> I just, oh, yeah. I was sitting <laughs> smoking. <laughs> like, Welcome to the Model UN. Welcome. They were like, the second welcome really kind of was a good fucking liver shot. Yeah. Because they were fucking a little stunned. <laughs> and fucking, you know, what the fuck to do? And, you know, they're walking by, complimented a few bow ties, fucking. It was Dressed good. dapper and everything. Oh, yeah. Professional. Oh, yeah. 
And then they got the dogs. It was like some like smart adoption spot right next door to it where they were like displaying the dogs that had shot. I don't know what the fuck they were doing, but yeah. the dogs were out there barking. And every time the dog barked, I'm like, ah! <laughs> encouraging it to bark more. Fucking. <laughs> so, you know, fuck. DC was cool. We hung out with that uh, in Jersey. We hung out with my man, Don Jameson. All right, so you went down to D.C., and then you started wrapping around, coming back up north. Yeah, yeah, I just did a weekend. It was nothing. Fuck oh, yeah. It. I, I worked yeah. Monday morning. Fucking I would draw a picture for the audience. Yeah. So you're coming back up to, to uh, Jersey. Oh, yeah. And you get some uh, get some pizza with the uh, Dan. You know, yeah, yeah. he took me to the spot. He, Him and the Trunkster. Fucking Eddie Trunk. They got the, the spot down there. I, they, I don't want to reveal the location. It's no pretty. addresses. <laughs> We're not going to, you know, that'll be all fair bullshit. We'll talk about that, but, like. Um, we got some uh, Jersey pizzas, like New York style, or what it's, are we talking? It's fucking. Uh, they stick the thing in there, five hundred degrees. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so my my dick, pretty much. <laughs> 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 fucking big, big five hundred degrees. You know, five hundred degrees. <laughs> you got burnt edge. You know, <laughs> that's cool. So they, uh, you know, got got some pizza with those dudes. Oh yeah, they don't have metal show anymore, do they? Or is that still no? Here? Like, but they do panels. Him, him. Well, Florentine does fucking XM, and Trunk's oh, got fucking yeah. XM. He's got XM too. Yeah. But Don does a lot of fuck. He's still hustling. He's. I think he's in fucking Ireland this week. I fucking see his gigging. name everywhere, all over the place. He's fucking working. It's good working. That's they cool. were on. What was the cru- the cruise that was out at the same time? You were out at seventy k. That they was do a the bunch other of one. Them. There's a Prague one. There's like a, a, no. It was like a he- it was hair a hair metal hair yes. metal deal. Um. Yeah, that's funny. We saw when we when we were leaving, we saw a dude. We were going on a bus from Framingham out to Logan Airport, and we're like, "Yeah, you going on the cruise?" He's like, "Yeah," and he mentioned the '80s cruise. We're like, "Oh, we're going on the fucking 70k." So, but there's multiple band cruises going on at the same time now. Wow, but, that's um, so fucking fun. So he was <laughs> he, he probably did one of those those cruises though. I'm sure doing stand up. Yeah, he does stand up, I think, with but he did like a panel too. Or a he metal does like panel or, Yeah, like they do like Q and A panels with yeah. a lot of the guests and like they host it and shit and like, you know. Does all right. It's just you know, it's a different world for us because we don't you know, Death Metal's not as media centric as fucking Yeah. You know. You you guys could um you could definitely play one of those cruises. I wanna. You should. Um great marketing. I mean they they market the shit out of your band. You got a dedicated audience, two sets. Um, Jay you know. will cancel the podcast. He'll be in the casino the whole time. <laughs> <about> fucking like, <laughs> care. <laughs> yeah, yeah, great time. But um, yeah. So you ended up in Jersey. Uh, I mean, do you want to get into Jersey? What, what was it to get into? The fucking, uh, fucking. Um, you know, we played and and fucking we left and we uh, got back home and fucking. The dude got a Christ fucking was lighting us up for fucking saying, you know, fucking calling us fucking, you know, sellouts for fucking not taking his show offer. And so we're not, ta- you, you know, know, we're not talking shit. We're, we are. I mean, it's all on the Internet. So like you, you. Yeah, really, I wasn't even going to get into real. this. I didn't even fucking realize I would fucking step into this one. But fuck well, it. you mentioned Jersey. So I figured. Yeah, no, I totally forgot about it. It wasn't even on my fucking prep sheet about fucking even no, fucking. It's um, a side thought. Yeah, because it really was nothing, because fucking that's what it was. Fucking everybody was hitting me up, asking what the fuck happened about Jersey, and fucking... I mean, the simple truth is that we played down there, like, four years ago at, at like, um, uh, fucking New Jersey Death Fest. Fucking... Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Stanhope yeah. House down there. I forget what town it was. Oh, dude, I haven't heard that in a while. It was, it was a sick show. It was, it was like, a two-day festival, like, Dizma, Terrorizer, with fucking Pete Sandoval on the drums and shit. Right. Fucking, um condemned fucking played like just after us like it was a lot of sick bands fucking infernal revulsion fucking 
Band for Japan, Worms, fucking nasty oh, band. Final Revolution's tight. Yeah. Real good band. Yeah. Well, well you, you know, know you, you play the guy, the guy in the weekend death fest of sorts. Yeah. Well, dude, wasn't. Was it the weekend at the mail? Would you just say I was just pulling my like? Yeah, it was like a weekend death fest that you played in Philly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Jersey, no, Jersey, 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 Jersey. Yeah, Jersey. yeah, in like yeah. Central Jersey, or whatever. Like I don't know where that town is, but it was the Stanhope House. And yeah, like fucking the fest didn't do so good, and we didn't get paid the money. And the dude said he was going to pay us, and we're like, all right, well, you've heard that before. Yeah, we that. have heard that before, and it doesn't happen a lot. But we, you know, I book shows, and I know how hot it is, and I didn't really think much about it, and um. But shit like that would happen once, twice, not specifically with that dude and not no. specifically just him. Fucking like it happened a few other times in different corners of the world. And as a band, you come to a decision, you're like, fuck, I'm kind of <laughs> can't we just get guaranteed to get paid somewhere? <laughs> we don't have to worry about like going to fucking find, you know, where some dude is or whatever. You know, like, the whole house deal, you know, it depends on the door. You know, how, you know, how's the front house doing? And like, look, we just get a fucking guarantee and call it a day you know like have some balls as a promoter and we're gonna get into this in the rest of the episode i know i keep saying that but you know it's of course you'd rather work with a guarantee versus a door deal right am i wrong i don't know well i I really don't know because i don't really make those decisions (laughs) (laughs) that's fair i mean it has its advantages either way ultimately fucking you know it just shit like that played into the situation where we had an agent who was booking us shows with dying fetus and shit down there. I got a singer living in Prague. Fucking let's just fucking do a mini tour fucking with the agent fucking make it happen with fucking, the, you know, what's going to be best for us in the situation. And, you know, that's what happens. And those people in that situation fucking take what's best on the table and we got a better offer. And it's not that I dislike the fucking guy, you know, fucking, no. it's not like I disrespect the fucking dude. It's just, that's the way it is. And fucking, you know, ultimately the dude fucking erupts on us online. And you know, it's on social. Like yeah. Tagging us and shit. And it's all public. And you know, once you tag him. Smashing us. And it's like, all right. All right. So, <laughs> you know, I saw this whole deal going down and, uh. I, I do I do like transparency and honesty. Not not like saying you guys aren't being honest, but I I like a dude who who talks has an opinion about something and actually has the balls to tag a band and say this is what I yeah. feels going on. Yeah. Whether it's right or wrong, I I do appreciate the uh, the honesty or the balls to say you know what at whatever band this is bullshit. I give them that. But then uh, you know you got to do what's right for the short amount of time. I'm not saying you dudes are sellouts, but no, you do what's right with the short amount of time, the shows you got to play. If you got a guaranteed offer versus a door deal or like a not guaranteed offer, do what's right. Well, like the thing is, but Brian, part of the issue though was that it really had nothing to do with us and really even him. He just didn't like that fucking club that we were fucking playing at. That dude had like issues with fucking the management ownership specifically of the club that we uh, were playing at. so you're guilty by association yeah and what the fuck do i know about fucking the scene in north jersey i what the fuck i'm sorry it's like i don't know what's going on down there unfortunately i don't i don't know what's even what the fuck's going on in hartford sure. let alone providence boston for fuck's sake i don't fucking know i know a little bit about worcester like and like i'm not gonna know about north jersey yeah. and every fucking in and out is what's happening there and you uh, follow maybe the, the market that's closest to you, and then maybe yeah. you kind of keep familiarity of yeah. other markets. 
right out to jersey area no no nobody keeps track of of i don't know deals negotiations fights drama and other scenes other areas nobody keeps track of that shit i you know what happened though it's on the map for me now because we play with this band called dick vomit (laughs) and it was like the most brilliant fucking band i've ever seen they're going places dick vomit hell yeah i get them up here I, like the fucking like, I, I can't audio extend podcast, my hand but any high. Josh up. has like, got his hand pretty fucking high up there. It's fuck. I don't set the bar that high. No, he just did though. <laughs> For dick vomit, <laughs> <laughs> the best fucking band. Oh, hey, I can't judge, dude. We played with so many fucking bands over the years, and I could probably like tell you the names of, like maybe like five of the best and dick vomits like right there fucking yeah. like for sure good like, show good entertaining show, yeah right? like, like just bands that you know, like who's this band i've never heard of them they're local man and fucking dick vomit they're from fucking uh detroit tennessee dude fucking unbelievable dude that's a detroit tennessee yeah yeah detroit tennessee <laughs> of course dick vomits yes. from detroit tennessee Af- yes of course they are <laughs> oh, good for, good for you guys <laughs> dick vomit good for you yeah in the end that was the plus <laughs> Like, nobody went to the show to protest it, apparently. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> yes. like, if I can, like, we got dick vomit, though. So, eh, good. We'll take that. That's good, man. Fucking dick vomit rules. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're not trying to talk shit about, uh, you know, what the hell drama went on, but, like, it's... There's no talking shit. It's, There's nothing to talk shit about. Thank you. It's like... It's just... It's like no... One person has a story, and then you have a story, and then neither story is wrong. Well, it, no, just no, no, but not they're, at all. They're sides of 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 a situation. Yeah, and it sucks. I fucking it's nobody's like, wrong. It's one of those things, and like everybody's like, "Oh man, fucking you guys, fucking cool." I'm like, uh, you cares? want me to fucking say, Who fucking, fucking social media, Christ, Christ, man, Brian, man, oh man. So that was uh, uh did you play any shows after uh, Jersey? No, nah, came back. No, it came back. Just a little short nah, run. We're already writing Get for the your next, feet wet. Writing for the next album right now. Got yeah. like fucking three or four open songs right now. Fucking that like Dillian, Dalian, and oh yeah, you know, kind of shaking and baking and all that shit. Take your time. It's the um. <laughs> Just keep reciting horrific fucking Don King fucking puns over and over. This year, <laughs> third album. Yeah, this will be the third full length. Okay, yeah, you're not in the sophomore curse, so that's good. <laughs> Sophomore curses can be can be rough. Oh, stop it! But you're good. What have you heard about that? Come on. You get ten years to write your first album and ten weeks to write your second album. So, but you're on the third album now. So you, you you've you've passed the hump. You're good. You're golden. <laughs> you're writing exactly what you want to write. You're starting to know your sound. You know your brand. Here's the thing, though. We went to uh, the Palladium the other night. Fucking saw Nile and Overkill. Overkill Nile. Good transition. Fucking. And uh, there with Sam, Sam Kirsch, lead guitarist, abnormality, indeed, great man, lovely man, and uh, had a c- nice kaba, w- lovely old grand old kaba, grand old smoke session. Uh, I had no idea what fucking time the band was fucking playing, which just drives me fucking nuts. This is actually one thing the fucking promoters got to do better is fucking post a schedule because I don't know what time anything starts anymore. Fucking like. I'm trying to pregame out here, you know. <laughs> like, come on, like, fuck, help me out. Fuck, help a brother up. <laughs> Shit. 
But we're watching Nile, and we're like, this band, you know, they can bang out an album every fucking four or five years and still keep it fucking fresh because they did it, and they did it that way, you know? Like, yes, you know, fucking even Overkill. I mean, they, Overkill kind of fucking has a, a, a deeper repetitance than, than what Nile's ever done. Uh, but still, it's just that perseverance, dude. Once you get in that groove of it all, you know, fucking... Don't venture different. out too far from, it, from what you do. Right. Don't experiment too much. No, you shouldn't. No, you really shouldn't. Build the base. I mean, because that's the thing was like there was dudes there that I've known for, you know, I've been going to shows like 20 years. They're like, dude, never seen Nile. Fucking sick, man. Never seen. I'm like, really? Like they just had a 20, yeah. 20th anniversary tour. Yeah. Know? And then, but there was other, there was just as many <laughs> dudes saying that who were like, dude, never seen Overkill. Fucking pretty good. I'm like, oh, wow. Fucking like, <laughs> like, and that's the thing. It's like all this shit about touring. Talk all the shit you will about these agencies and all this shit and whatever. And bands that tour, like, fucking a lot. Yep. You still don't fucking get the chance to fuck. Not everybody has the opportunity to really truly see them, to be honest. Fucking like, you know. You smell what I'm stopping in here, Chief? Fucking, yeah, you know, it smells great. Like, you, <laughs> you got these people who, all right, you got these 12-year-old kids who go to the Palladium. It's an all-ages show, whatever. They came here to see the deathcore band that opened. And they ended up staying. And then they see an overkill set, or they see a Nile set, and they're like, oh, this is tight. Right. And they're the fucking 12 and 13, maybe 14 years old. They got, we got, we got 18 years on them. Yeah. And then Nile's fucking reborn again for them. Absolutely. And they got a whole new fan base coming in. And then Nile can tour for another 10, 15 years based off those 12 and 15-year-olds who just started with the Palladium. That that, that's life. That's awesome. I love that shit. Yeah, it's fucked up how like how young kids are getting into so much more obscure shit that yeah. was like unattainable for years. <laughs> you had to go out of your way to get it. Because <laughs> like, but now it's so accessible. Fucking one search on Spotify and you get some <laughs> obscure black metal over. band just yeah. like that. Just like that. Just like that. With no fucking downloading either. <laughs> Instant playing. Ugh. No, no searching, like, oh, this song's not on YouTube. This song's not on some blog spot with a fucking zip file. Right, no. right. Straight up instant access to hear whatever the fuck you want. Mm-hmm. With a built-in bio and everything you need to know. A little yeah. cheat sheet there for you and all. Right. Fucking, I fucking. love that shit, though. I don't know, just young, younger younger audiences getting into older music. It yeah. keeps it going. Oh, yeah. It keeps it going. Had to fucking program sequence your own fucking file names back then. Jesus. Fucking Everything Christ. goes track one dot mp three. Yeah, I know first world problems. Oh, these people. <laughs> but the people who took it serious are guys like us who still collect records and fucking alphabetize and fucking actually work yep. with data and fucking you know like it's weird how that all pans out. Got a whole chest full of dro- you know cassette tapes downstairs, and I know you got tapes. They're by tapes. Yeah. As a distro, dude, you, I know you got tapes. Time One Records? That's right. I know you got tapes, tapes, vinyl, CD. Uh, but we all, our digital collection's fucking tight, too. So oh, yeah. it's a matter of uh, accepting new technology, but also appreciating old. Very PC of you, Brian. I know. I'm so PC and safe. <laughs> you got you guys in your safe space while you're listening to this episode? Just want to make sure. I'm not offending anybody. Let's offend everybody at the same time, though, and talk sh- a little. Let's bring. What do you call it in the wrestling world? Let's shoot. Should we yeah, shoot? We're on- do shoot, brother. So, like, uh, <laughs> you know, a shoot shoots the real deal. You know, to hold him back. Um, Josh and I, we had some salmon and some drinks downstairs, and I think we said for the rest of the episode, you wanted to do maybe like a, um, I don't know, promoting one hundred and one. Call it a. 
a, a quick little panel here of from a, a dude who's in a, a band that tours and plays tons of shows. Going to be playing a lot of shows probably in 2017 moving forward here. I'm in a band that plays maybe four or six shows a year. We, we pick and choose our spots. But we're also metal fans who go to shows too. You're at Ralph's every goddamn Thursday. Whether it's DJing or promoting or stage managing or helping, you're seeing bands coming in at different levels weekly. So I think we're qualified what I'm getting as we're qualified to speak about the topic. I hope so. <laughs> if we're not, if we're not, maybe there's a couple other dudes who are more qualified, but we're more qualified than some people. Let me put it to you this way. I think in order to be a qualified promoter, you got to be able to fucking serve the interests of money. And that means Ooh. you got to be able to please and balance that scale between the fucking club and the fucking artist that's performing for you. And naturally, all the people that are there to fucking support the whole fucking grand idea in the end, right? You know? So you're, you're the middleman between the club and the artist. Absolutely. You, both sides need to know what's going on. Truly. Communication. Precisely. And awareness and agreement. Correct. We're here to give you this, and we're here to give you this. Absolutely. It's. I need to know. That's the ball. That's the. That's the arena. That's the fucking foreground. That's the battle plan. That's the. That's where all the shit happens. It's you know, the fucking the painting can only be as good as the surface, right? That, Whatever the fuck it is. That's true. That's the overview. That's the basic foundation of promoting. Those are the three factors. You got the promoter. You got the venue. And you got the artist. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's other stakeholders if you want advertising, marketing, PR, whatever the fuck you want to sneak in there. But that's the basic foundation, venue, promoter, artist. Yeah. Those are the three stakeholders. Now, if you can, here's the thing about this. The good promoter can be able to fucking accommodate these fucking things. But ultimately, that balancing act has to transfer over into a variety of fucking uh, of tests, so to say, you know, and you got different levels and shit. We get all RPG and shit like that. You start <laughs> sure. thinking about you want to have a spell here and a fucking <laughs> yeah, right, a shield right. there and fucking, you know, you got to be fucking balanced out. And the large part of this, in my opinion, typically in one big umbrella motherfucker of the thing, has to do, like 95% of it is to do with fucking everything but the performance. The performance itself, the actual sound... And capability of lighting and shit like that, I think, is very minimal in this whole thing. So there's a few things, number one. And the first thing that I think should be fucking accommodated for for the artist, and this is between the the venue as well as the promoter, is fucking food and drink. Food and drink's fucking massive. It's the first thing that if I'm going to drive all night and get to your fucking city to be there on time to fucking do my job, can you at least... And this is the thing, too. When we talk about making money, this... For the musician, a, dollar, a penny saved is fucking $10 earned in, in, in many of our cases. So it's like fucking, that's the thing. If you can prevent me from spending money that night, you're fucking doing a great job. That's a huge, huge beneficiary job fucking that right. will I will remember fucking forever. You will. If I don't have to buy beer that night, that's fucking huge. If I don't have to fucking, it's fucking tap water. I mean, fucking jerk off fucking places I play with a fucking... I'm, you know, scrambling off stage to grab a fucking tap water and they're trying to whack me two bucks on that? the fuck out of here. You go to the bar, hey, oh, can yeah. I get a water for the stage? You it, actually, the fact that you have to tell them for the stage and they still look at you like, 
all right, then it's a buck instead of two bucks. Yeah. You get your fucking discount or whatever. And you're like, really? This is, are we having this conversation right now? I'm the dude who's going to be on that stage keeping your customers here for another 30 or 45 minutes. Right. Who are also buying beers from you. Right. To pay your bills so that you have a job still. As an artist, like, give me the fucking water. Let's move on. That's ridiculous. The fact that you actually have to ask, it's a problem. Right. The fact that you have you as an uh, as a band, as an artist, as a dude who's on stage who's going to be fucking sweating, the fact that you have to look for water is already sort of a telltale sign of the of the stage management or the massive you're fucking problem with right away. Massive problem. The fact that you haven't been given water or water's on stage, and I know all this whole conversation moving forward is going to sound like first world problems. So, somebody's we're, we're just sober, trying to though. set the bar. But somebody's basically sober. Like yes, like literally just going to be. I'm not saying basically, but it's like they just, they're sober. Like they're not probably not going to drive that night and they need some, you're fucking performing. Not everybody, you know, these drummers, like I, I can't imagine fucking running a quarter mile and then sucking down a beer and then running another quarter mile, you know, like, 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 you know, like on ass, man. Nah, it's, you're going to have water, dude, you know, like fucking like there's certain basic fucking shit that's going to occur. That's, that should be a fucking expense of fucking whomever. Honestly, that should artists should not be responsible for fucking paying for their own hydration. In no. my opinion, I think that's bullshit. Fucking, you know, and, and I know I know it's your show. I don't want to make it seem like oh, look at these dudes complaining and being little butt bitches. Like, I think we're just trying to set a foundation. Like promoters, if you're listening, if you're do, people who want to start booking shows down the road or whatever, maybe you're in bands and you're agreeing with us. But like, this these are just the basic foundations to be a fucking decent human being. Yeah. Water. Just, well, you can get a thirty-six rack of bottled water at Walmart for like four fifty, right? Right. Throw that on stage, done. You know, like just the bare necessity. Water. Don't make a search for that. I get the fucking gallon jugs for like fucking sixty cents, dude. You, you, like, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm sure there's even cheaper dope, options, dude. but like, it, yeah. it, it's very cheap to to uh, to give water to a band. You but even a- beer, even a fucking drink ticket, even a fucking drink discount is fucking huge. It's huge. Definitely. It's massive. Fucking like, if you can prevent me from spending and losing more of my own money than I'm (laughs) earning here, you're fucking doing a great job for me. That's being a decent human being. That's nice. Fucking, you know. And food plays right along with that, too. That food comes in next. You want to fucking talk about your scene being fucking all... Everybody wants to go to Europe, right, Brian? Everybody... Oh, it's it's the Mecca. Let's go to Europe. There's so many people... Many podcast episodes I've heard from people who want to go to Europe. Everybody wants to go to Europe. It's gorgeous. Go to Europe. Go there. Live it. But the big difference there is that they fucking give a shit and feed you there, dude. Fucking, like, that's one of the first things that's, like, available. It's not, not to mention the water, but, like, there's usually a cook there at the fucking venue doing shit. Promoter... Bring some fucking food, can you, please, can you? Especially, I'm not just saying, you know, you need to do this for every local show down, you know, all the time. But, like, you know, for the band that's traveling fucking three or four hours, do something. Stick a fucking, you know, put a pork shoulder in the fucking slow cooker. Make a little pulled pork, will you? Keep an idea. (laughs) (laughs) Keep an idea of, like, who you're booking. All right, so maybe these bands, if these bands live 15, 20 minutes up the road, then it's like... I mean, it'd be nice for them to provide food for everybody, but like, if they live in the same town, it's like, do you, do you start feeding these bands who are, you know, live here? Like, say, say you had a band, say you booked a show at Ralph's in Worcester, and you had a band from Worcester that was coming up. Would you feed them? Would you be less willing to feed them because they're like 
from the same town. You know where I'm going with that? Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, they're not on tour. If, if I had a shit ton of money to spend on food and it was a local show. I'd, like, I'd, sure, yeah. we'll take care of everybody. But it's like, take at least take care of the band that drove the furthest. Right, absolutely, totally. If they're four hours away, five hours away, absolutely. two states over. Absolutely. Take care of them. But if they lived, like, in the same town and they're just getting out of work, it's like... Yeah, you got time to get home. You know, <laughs> we have food, we'll, we'll pay you, you know, we'll give you some food, but you're not the priority. Take care of the bands that are driving far. I think a lot of musicians, when they go out and they end up in interesting places, they're naturally adventurous, creative fucking people. Yes. And they take food seriously because it's fucking one of the few things they will spend money on fucking throughout the course of their day. And they want to make the right fucking decision on what they eat. A lot of the motherfuckers are healthy, too. They ain't just going to settle for fucking fast food, you know. Dominoes. Like, yeah. hair basics. And the pizza thing, it's like, I hate on pizza, and it's like... I know it's convenient and shit, but I'm telling you, there's like cheaper options. There's cheaper fucking more healthy options that you can do that can feed more people than pizza. Slow like, cooker all day. Dude, and that's the thing. It's like in the end, it's like when I go to fucking certain corners of the country, it's like I want to know what you guys eat out here. Like I'm, like I said, we're curious motherfuckers. It's like, you know, when you go to, imagine going to Montreal and not getting the poutine, you know, like it's like, <laughs> dude, there's certain things you really fucking, you, you know. You go to Montreal, you get Domino's pizza or something. Like, <laughs> oh, what the fuck? Like, oh, it's the worst. Know? It's like, wait, here. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like throw something in the slow cooker, let it cook for four hours. You can make a meal for like, you could feed about 10 people on a slow cooker. Yeah. A big fucking pot. Yeah. Cheap. Yeah. Really cheap. A, it shows that you care. It shows that you are, you know, you, you're not, like, fucking giving away money either. You know, you are cheap, or you're trying to be conservative with your money. And you, you care. You care, and, you know, financially, and you care about the artist, so. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do a slow cooker and show that you have some originality with your food. Do bands that eat together stay together. That's right. And sharing a meal together is a very intimate experience. Not to mention, too, it's good for you, and it puts people in a good fucking mood. It's a good way to avoid fucking a headline of getting too fucked up by the end of the night because good thing they got your fucking, your mother's chili fucking. Yeah, <laughs> you know, sitting in there and they're digesting it for an hour and a half. Right. It, it does put people from a morality standpoint. As you're a, you're a band, you just drove six hours down the fucking whatever, Pike from New York, from upstate. I don't know where you're coming from, wherever. You get it to a venue at two o'clock in the afternoon, four o'clock in the afternoon. You're all fucking starving. Y'all been grilling fucking blunts all day. A nice meal to just show up to, even if it's slow cooker. You know, p- pizza's the bare minimum foundation, but food. Just have food there. That just shows that you're a decent human being as a promoter. And this motherfucker's warm. Yeah. Oh, he's inviting. You know what? Right oh. from the get-go. He thought about us today. Here, oh. You know, psychology. Like, if, say the door's light that night. Say there aren't as many heads you wanted to come in. But if that promoter fed you at the beginning of the day, you don't feel as, I don't know, bad. Yeah. Or you don't like, oh, you know, the house was light. But, he, you know, he did feed us, though. He took care of us that way. So it's like, I don't know. It's 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 a very cheap investment, and it's a good deed. Yeah. No, I agree, dude. I agree. Water and food so far we've covered these. So we're, you know, we're, just to give you guys oh, an yeah. update, you know, we're just letting you know, like, you know, promoting one-on-one if you're going to be booking shows or if you're in a band, these are the things that would be nice to have or the things you should do as a promoter. I concur. Concur. <laughs> How about, um, you know, you get to the venue, you get your food and your water, but even like right before that, parking. Oh, oh yeah. Like letting you know where you should put 
your Tran and Valor. Uh, your, your, your fan and trailer. I'm pretty, pretty toasted. But <laughs> you got that one fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> your, van and, you get your van and trailer, right? You show up to the venue. You know how it is. Promoters like, I don't know, doors open around four, sound checks around two or whatever. They don't tell you where to park. Just like, just get here. Here's your address. Yeah. To have an area just to be able to know where the band's going to put their shit. Because uh, that's not something you want to think about. You just want to get there and fucking load out and get your sound check in and get ready. Right, right. You don't want to have to be fucking circling the city for 45 minutes to an hour looking for some goddamn street parking because you don't want to pay for it. Yeah. Because that's coming out of your guarantee. Absolutely. Unless is. the promoter pays for that shit up front, but most of the time, mm. I don't know. Maybe they don't. I can't speak to that. Maybe you could. But. Yeah. Well, it's it's a fucking nightmare, usually. Parking always becomes, like, the first and last thing you worry about. It's weird. Fucking, like... Like, because you've done, you've done tours. You did the Soulfly tour. You've done, uh, you know, decent yeah. U.S. tours. Have Has that ever been included like um we've been very fortunate with these with these last runs because they've been big enough venues where there's actually it's just kind of an unspoken thing there's a lot of space oh good and um to be honest i think in a lot outside of the northeast it's more wide open so it's not as bad oh true um good point you get to south carolina north carolina it's a non-issue yeah yeah usually like yeah i mean like don't get me wrong certain cities got their fucking shady corners here and there but like fucking you know like i mean i think you know the country's just spaced out more once you get out of the northeast yeah but but it's it's a really simple fucking practical thing to fucking tell a band where the fuck they're gonna load in because that's the stupid shit like that happens, especially uh, when you have fucking like, it sounds silly, but it's always like like some of the worst hazards in the world are there for musicians, like fucking massive puddles, <laughs> and like <laughs> and it becomes like a video game, like you're just trying to dodge the most simple shit, like you know, I just give me a fucking flat fucking thing to, to work with here, something, yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, you know, there's because there's typically fucking two or three different fucking areas, you know. So, like, having a loading ramp is, like, a huge beneficiary, usually fucking, you know, if you have that. Um, staircases, I think, fucking should be just fucking a little heads up, maybe. Just let us know what's going on if we're going to go up a flight of stairs. Yeah. You know, uh, you know just as a band, you, that's just something you don't, you don't want to worry about. You get to the venue. If you just know right away, oh, okay, promoter told us well in advance, or the stage yeah. manager or the venue manager said... This is your specific parking spot. This is where you guys go. That's just one less thing to worry about. Right, right, right. See, that kind of hits on one of the things I have about backline and just overall conservation of space. You know, mm-hmm. like with so many death metal shows and shit, like these drummers have fucking massive kits. Double kick drums? Yeah. Always. Yeah. They're not, they take up, it's like, fucking your workstation here dude you got like two desks like you got like two full desks right here that's what it, it is so like, much room of yeah. toms Every, everybody in their mother's got one or two kick toms fucking rack toms so many toms 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 right shit that doesn't get beat up it's like let's start talking to each other people well here's the thing though most of the drummers i know they don't want to play each other's shit <laughs> <laughs> so I don't blame them. So I kind of expect that drummers are going to be like the fucking pit zone for the night. You know, like fucking it's just like there's a bunch of, you know, drummers there and they all hang out and yeah. talk in their fucking weird syncopated language together and shit. Like See, fucking it's a series of grunts and groans. Yeah, yeah. They lean yeah over and drummer groans. But like, <laughs> like breakables. You don't want to share cymbals and you don't want to share sim- uh, snares and you don't want to share your kick pedals. Fine. Yeah. But everything else, it's like, who cares if, if 
three or four bands use a fucking middle tom. Who cares? High tom, low tom, floor tom. Like toms, I don't know. It seems like a lot of uh, a lot of work. We have so many separate drum kits going on. No yeah. communication going on. Even with cabs too. You know, you're as a bass player. I bet you get to how many shows where, you know, you you play in the tour and there's maybe two or three openers or whatever, and there's fucking you know seven or eight fucking guitar cabs laying around. It's like, what are we doing? I agree. And that's the thing, dude. It's like, and that's what drives me nuts. I expect the drummers to have fucking fifty million fucking pieces everywhere. Yes. But the fucking guitar players, you know what, dude? My fucking my VT five hundred by fucking Tech Twenty One is a fucking nasty bass head because I can plug it into anything and it sounds fucking sick. Hell yeah. I can make that thing work with anything because it's sick, and that's how fucking good amps work. You can do that shit. So it's like. With bass players, it's like kind of a common thing where it's like y'all link up and fucking figure out what you're going to fucking do because nobody wants to fucking haul their rig in. <laughs> like, let's be realistic, man. Like, fucking, that's one of the best parts about tours. Like, y'all start fucking figuring out back lines. Real like, oh, quick. man. I get to take like half a day off almost. Fucking, like, you know, it's just fucking tit. Fucking, you know? I, you know, there should be like an unwritten rule where um, uh, we can get into pay, pay to play bullshit. I don't know if we have time, but like, the opening band of a tour package should supply the back line. Just like a matter of paying your dues. If they got decent equipment, you, you can open for this tour package if you provide all the cabs. Decent cabs. Yeah. Not, not bullshit nonsense. And even if you could supply some of the non-breakables for the drums, whatever you can supply as an opening band, consider that like a, a trade for being on this tour package. I've seen so you know many... What I mean? But I've seen so many fucking promoters fuck up local shows, fucking festivals, fucking oh. where you have multiple international fucking acts. Of course. And fucking, they don't. They all show up fucking an hour before doors not knowing who the fuck's playing what. Who the fuck, you know? And it's like, it, oh my God, dude. It's, it's the last thing that anybody wants to fucking deal with. And the promoter needs to fucking be able to coordinate. The fact that fucking people should fucking, you know, perhaps fucking coordinate their own gear and make sure that Start fucking talking. you guys aren't going to be a fucking idiot. Because in the end, that sort of shit, that backline, I'm not saying every show needs to have a backline, all right? No. But you want to hold the schedule, fucking save times on changeovers, everything in between that, right? Fucking you got curfews to match. You don't want your fucking headliner getting skimmed on the fucking guarantee that you're fucking doing. Fucking hold to the fucking back line. Fucking make each changeover as smooth as possible. So much faster. Ooh, My God. The less work, the better. Keep Get the- a couple fucking nerdy guitar players. Put their heads down. The bass players are going to have to help the fucking drum set up. Always. Fucking, always. You know? The vocalist is going to go to the bar and get a drink. And then, you know. <laughs> right? Always. Need more time for that. The vocalist is going to warm up the throat or whatever. But but that's the way it is, though. That, and that's where it all kind of, that's, again, sort of the thing. Like, the club doesn't have so much to do with that. The club will have an influence on storage. And that's one thing that the promoter needs to really fucking consider. True. I mean, I've seen similar situations where it's like you got fucking you know, five drum sets in a fucking 100 cap room and some violent shit's going down with fucking... doors at five and it's yeah. like, all right, bring everything in. Yeah. No People get hucked into fucking ride symbols and shit like that. Yeah, like, always. Oh, great. Fucking, you know, people taking diggers into fucking, <laughs> like... People like, punting snares. Like, do we need <laughs> do we need four Vader cabs over here? Do we need four Marshall cabs? Or whatever. It's like let's start talking, people. Yeah, you know somebody. 
um, somebody pays the dues or somebody, you you almost can get a, uh, I don't know, like a, some sort of payday. Like, all right, you, you can get more money. We'll pay you more as a band if you supply the back line for the show. Instead of giving you a you know hundred bucks at the door or whatever, we'll give you a buck fifty if you bring your shit, quality shit, and leave it here. Makes this show run faster. Make things run smoothly. I've seen that happen. Yeah. It, it was actually a little bit. It's it's more common you see that with uh, when musicians are booking bands, uh, uh, yes. booking shows. People know what they're well, talking about. Yeah, I got my cat. <laughs> I got the Vader. It's the Vader. You know, we'll just leave it up there. You know. We'll fly. yeah yeah that happens. That's you know that's expected. And yep. half the time nobody gives a fuck. But you know. <laughs> so like um what else as a as a dude and a, a band i got i got one thing i could mention was uh um, what do you got march uh you know we could probably mention a couple other things i'll I'll talk all fucking night about shows and the way things should be run from a you know common sense standpoint but uh merch area all right so you get to the you get to the venue you know you got your food you got your water in you parked your van in a place the vendor you know the promoter has told you where to park and everything's running smoothly First thing you want to do from as a vocalist is set up March. From my standpoint, that's my job because I don't have shit to set up. I got a mic, maybe some samples, but I got to get that merch booth running because the sooner I get that set up, the more money we're going to make immediately. And I won't go on a side rant about bands who break down their shit well before the show ends. You know, the, you know those bands, you know, they fucking throw their shit in the rubber made, fucking throw it in the van, call it a night. I see that as disrespectful, to be honest. Disrespectful and financially a stupid move. Most people it's... buy their merch at the end when they're fucking tanked. They got five beers in them. That shirt looks tight. Here's here's fifteen bucks. Give me a shirt. It's just such a dumb move when I see bands do that because that's the All best the time. time to connect with everybody else around you. Yep. And uh, that's just dumb. But yeah. So you get to the venue uh, as a vocalist. I'm, I'm getting all my merch together, getting my shit together. Where the fuck do I go? There's never a communication from the promoter or the venue manager, whoever stage manager saying, band, this is your area for your shit. I think that needs to be, that's important to me. That's how bands make a decent amount of money. And most of the time, the venue or the promoter doesn't give a shit. That's just out of their hands. They're like, whatever, figure it out yourself. At least telling the bands, this is where the band set up merch. This is where you should be. This is the best place in the venue. Just because there's a table in the fucking back near the bathroom doesn't mean it's the best uh, for traffic. Oh, yeah. For, uh, for eyes, for sales. And I don't know, as a, as a dude who's in a band who... I don't know if you handle the march for... There's always, one, lo- there's always one local band that sets up like fucking six feet from the stage. Oh, <laughs> dude. <laughs> you got like a whole thing going on. You're like, oh, dog. Like, You're like, really? Do you want to be right here? Yeah. You know, right next to this fucking circle pit that's going on? Yeah. You know, uh, maybe it's a weed thought. Maybe it's a vodka thought. But I, I'm just, I think that's that's important to say, you know what? Here's your area. This is where you can make it. It's money. a huge thing when you have numerous bands on there because you need to be able to respect the space of people. But you need to respect the fact that your headline is there for a reason. And it's probably because they sold a shit ton of merch and fucking need a lot of room to display it and fucking, you know, need to have that full opportunity to earn and display the fucking potential of the band as well as they can, you know? You know, the promoter's going to pay you as little as possible for as much show as they can get. And uh, that's your income. That's your outside income is your merch. That's your fucking, that's putting fucking gas in your tank. Yeah. And uh, so then you get these local bands who 
you know, they got a good local draw. They're, they're the shit, you know, they're hot right now or whatever. And then they want to take up fucking two March tables of fucking bullshit. It's like, but you're supporting this touring package that's coming in. So like, there should be some sort of respect there, right? Like, we're supporting the touring package. Let the supporting package get dibs on merch spot, and then we'll get whatever the hell's left. Maybe I'm overthinking this. Well, I mean, cuts and merch and shit's kind of been going on for a minute, but it's more like a like a venue fucking thing and shit like that. Like you know, it, it's it's not like venues really, get their cut too, right? Yeah, yeah. Like the bands don't really necessarily share like the cuts of other bands and shit. No, fucking. But like you know. It, a lot of that, I think, when you come talk about the prime real estate of having it on display, like that's p- kind of crucial with a good fucking club, though. Is very how many crucial. how many fucking venues have you been at where they're like, dude, you can't put duct tape on the wall? It's gonna, you know, it's like I right, ruin our paint. Like, yeah, because you haven't <laughs> painted this in fucking nine years. Get yeah, out of here. Yeah, Give me a break. So it's like, it's, so then the question suddenly like, where the fuck do I hang my shit then? Like, <laughs> you know, like. I, there's no table okay never uh, a table you know like i mean if there's a table you get a round fucking cocktail table yeah you, you can put two shirts on you're right fucked right and then yeah so the venue is most of the time is hesitant they're always like uh i don't know you can go over there i guess right oh they're never prepared to answer where at you know it's it's because that's money out of their pockets yeah it is it really is i mean that's how many places we played where you're just taking up a patron seat you know a fucking several like an entire like Eight table, fucking eight seat tables. We need, we need, you know, yeah, like, we need two tables over here, eight chair, you know, f- couple chairs. That's money that they're muck, not making from their restaurant business or their yeah. whatever drinks and cocktails. Yeah, that's part of the battle, man. That's part of the battle. Yeah. Merchandising, merchandise, important. You know, you got your, uh, you know, you got your gear, you got your backline now, you got your march area, you got your food, you got your water. Like, um, starting to feel good, starting to feel good. You know, I think we're building a story here to figure out, you know, the sort of the perfect conditions. And like, uh, do you have anything else on your list? Like maybe sound, like a PA from a oh, sound yeah. standpoint? Fuck yeah. You know, I'm not saying you get to have the best fucking system in all the world, but I hope you got a fucking seasoned tech behind the fucking thing. Who knows how to work fucking metal at least. Yes. Who's going to expect to fucking work with multiple XLRs and fucking all the fucking blah, 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 samples you know? and whatever. Oh, yeah. Traegers, fucking all that shit. And um, so, yeah, I don't listen. I don't I don't need fucking monitors, by the way. I don't I don't need those fucking I'm, I'm loud. I'm in. I'm fucking in. I'm As on a the bass kicks. player, you don't need monitors. No, I'm, I'm, I'm a rare breed, though. You know, like fucking everybody else fucking pretty much in every position, every band will pretty, except the bass player will be fucking dialed in on fucking typically kick drum, snare, fucking kick opposite snare, stage guitar, definitely. fucking, you know. Not everybody needs vocals, you know. Fucking most people like fuck vocals. They, yeah, it just gets in the way. Yeah, a singer will probably want to hear themselves, but that's just like one wedge up front. Yep. So you know, I, I don't want to rag on fucking on like an entire monitor or like uh, thing though. But the PA is a very important integral part of the fucking production of the show, of what the show is standing for and representing. Right. And a, a crucial thing with this dude is fucking what the fuck you guys playing in between, fucking like. How many times oh. am, DJing is a crucial part of this fucking whole endeavor. And, eh, you know, like, there's there's a few fucking shows where I've been to where you're just stuck in the eternal fucking Pantera. Fucking, oh. I'm listening to, you know, like, fucking. Domination a, on loop. 
Yeah, you know, something whatever. like that. Yeah, fucking like, you know, or um, Christ, fucking I, I, just <laughs> something you do not want to fucking hear. I mean, I, I could take a little Yacht Rock here and there, something ironic maybe, if it has personality and a purpose. But you know what I'm saying, dude? You don't want to just hear the fucking cliche fucking Metallica fucking, you know, fucking exit light shit. You know what I'm saying? Fucking like. The, uh, the poster behind you on the wall for Full Terror Assault, they... The entire weekend, they played S&M from Metallica, that uh, S&M album. That was the only... Uh, maybe they had a Dream Theater album, too. Once in a while, they did flip back from, but rarely. It was mostly S&M. And it's just, that's lazy DJing 101. It's just like, oh, throw a CD in, who cares? I can instantly be re- recalled of moments where Judas Priest came on in Montreal and the entire bar sat singing or playing Man of War at Ralph's, and the entire bar starts singing. Or playing Kiss in fucking Providence, and the entire bar starts singing. Yeah. I can remember fucking shit like that happening. I don't fucking remember <laughs> like all the other shit. Track 7 from some album. Yeah, I know. That's the thing. And there's been other times of fucking these, specifically you have a DJ, and they're playing shit, and it's like, damn, I actually came down and heard some shit tonight that fucking blew my mind. And fucking, it just builds up the caliber of what you're doing. The prestige of what you're doing. Yeah. Sets you know? the tone. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's it's fucking integral. It's it's crucial, I think, in many instances. You're keeping people there longer. Because, um, you know, if, if there's a good song going on, Man of War's fucking playing, Painkiller's playing, or some bullshit, people drinking beer, they're going to hang out. They're yep. going to finish hearing that song, right? sing it with their friends. Right. They're going to buy another beer, probably. Absolutely. They're in a great mood now. Absolutely. Yeah. Maybe I'll stay for this show. Maybe I'm more amped up for this next set coming up. Or we could just hear fucking track eight and then track nine and track ten from SMM, and there's no Ugh. heart, no passion behind it. It's just lazy, being a lazy DJ. Yeah. See, you don't even know those song titles right there. They're just tracks by that point. Track You're seven, like, track eight, yeah. track nine. Who it's like cuts cares? on a wrist. You just exactly. fucking. Exactly. <laughs> but, like, I, I guess I, that wasn't on my list, thinking of, uh, you know, the applicable music in between sets, in between bands. Keeping those people there, keeping them in the fucking right mood. I agree. Cool, it's it's a huge part of it, dude. Fucking, you know, what can I say? Fucking, I, 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 I do my best to play fucking digital music in between fucking bands. And, you know, I always feel like it's worthwhile, at least if I got somebody at the end, by, you know, at least one a night that's like, dude, this fucking shit. Yeah. Yes. I haven't heard this in fucking. For a long time. You know, if somebody's like, what is this? This is fucking changing my life. You know, fuck yeah. That's what I want to fucking do. That, that's the whole mission with that shit. The only other item I wrote down, that's me ripping up our paper from our pre-production meeting, was um, I'm a big dude on time management. Absolutely. Uh, You've got to respect people's time. If it's a Thursday night or a fucking Tuesday night, some weekday, people got work at 5 a.m., whatever bullshit. And if you're starting the show late and then every set's late and then changeovers are long, you're disrespecting people's time. And that's a dickhead move. Yeah. And I know shit gets in the way sometimes, but keep to your set times. Communicate that to not only your your bands, your artists, letting them know this is your set, this is your changeover, get the fuck off. And communicating that to your fans. Having respect for saying this show's starting at 8 and it's going to end by whenever. Fucking midnight. Who cares? But I don't know. Respecting that time. I, I, I was always big on that. And a lot of some promoters don't do that. Dude, the schedule's a huge part of that. That ties into just about everything that we have because fucking, especially with the backline shit, 
Yes. That, that's such a crucial fucking thing. I can't get on. That's probably like my number one thing, honestly, about Anthem. Is, and how ill-prepared many promoters are just to anticipate answering who to talk to, who could, you know. You got to be prepared to be like, this is the bass player and you're the bass player. You know, like you two right. are drummers. Talk to each other, you know, fucking like shit, shit like that. Fucking like, that's a huge fucking pot. You're a middleman, and that's your thing. You're there in this position. It's this unique position to satisfy fucking multiple parties. Venues and artists. Absolutely. Absolutely. Comes back. Well, so many people nowadays are these Facebook promoters. Uh, true. And they're just fucking smashing the fucking invite button. And, and I you think know? this is part of this podcast is to just get this information out there. Maybe there's some young people who are fucking 18, 19 listening to podcasts, and they yeah. they don't know anything. I'm telling you, I, got, I have it down here. Fucking, this is the last one I got listed. It's fucking flyering. Fucking flyers. Oh, shit. Flyers have to fucking, um, some, they're going to come back. Hard copies, uh, you mean? Yes. And, and the hard copy Sorry. is going to fucking come back in a way, like, somebody's got to fucking, I don't know, man. <laughs> like, somebody's got to get serious about making flyers around here, because they're really not that hard to fucking, like, a print shop or something, like, just to fucking do them and fucking make fucking oh, there's reasonable a fucking. Idea there. But, like, think about how posters work. I mean, posters work pretty well on shit like that. But I'm telling you, dude, like, the way that the trending of, of data and, and, uh, the exchange of it on fucking Facebook and how that trends out nowadays, event pages, stuff like that, that stuff's going away, dude. It's going away. Even if you say that you're going to the motherfucking thing, they st- it's still like you really got to go out of your way to pursue it. The fucking fly is still something you can tack up on the fridge and look at fucking every time you open the damn thing. Or throw on your desk mm-hmm. or throw in your car yeah. in your fucking passenger seat. Yeah. Look to your right there. You see that blind Guardian poster? Yeah. Goldsborg. Well, fucking Sweden. That... I, we ripped that off a telephone pole probably 10 blocks from the venue. Oh, shit. Look at the size of that color poster. And I know you, you guys can't see shit on this podcast. It's fucking diesel. It's like a fucking sturdy near fucking like cardstock. Fucking Dude. A little gloss on it, too. Gloss, huge poster, many it's, blocks away. We're not it's talking. It's got a tear, but it's like there. Like, it's not like fucking rattled by it. No, it's not like a hip parade, you know what I mean? Dude, like, and, and that's like a recent Blind Guardian tour. That's not like some fucking mid-90s Blind Guardian tour. That's the most recent album. That This was within the past three years. So, like flyering can still exist you I mean you got a promoter who wants to spend money i know that's a bigger band too but spend a little money on flyers and uh you, you you're gonna get i think you're gonna get more of an audience i'm looking around your room though i mean you got the sonata attica fucking poster for the show coming up fucking what do you got here you got slayer and doom riders with rosamore fucking on the wall sarah's birthday you got your fucking your uh Blind Guardian poster. Yeah, man. Full Terror Assault. These are constant posters, dude. Fucking, that's the shit in the end. Like, fucking, there's like fucking all these like fucking new kids out there fucking jerking off the fucking flyers that I have fucking stashed away in like some drawer. Fucking, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like all these random shows from fucking 15 years ago and shit. Like, oh, this show was tight. I wish I was there for that. But that was the thing, dude. That whole DIY and the flyer game was a little bit different back then. There's no more real appreciation for the flyer. Whether it's just a Xerox, like nobody Xeroxes anymore. Even it's fucked up. It's all Facebook event pages. It's event pages, and even if you do like, like even the fa- the Xerox, I like, kind of phased out. It's like it's like well, you go fucking heavy, fucking eight by fucking twelve or whatever, or fuck no more like eight a fucking, and a half by eleven or whatever. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they just go like yep. a heavy like ca- like stock like that, a post-it sort of thing. 
It's just different, dude. There's no more black and white originality like that. It's fucked up, dude. It really is, because that's where you would meet people, and that's where you used to book shows. That's where you fucking talk to the guy who was booking the next show, because you take his flyers and you fucking... Dude, it worked better that way. I'm telling you. It was more personal. See, now, it sounds like we're being those old dudes who don't get new technology, but that's not true. We, we utilize new technology. We utilize event pages. We utilize that for our upcoming band shows and stuff, but you can do both. You can have the fucking digital market. You want to do your Facebook events? Do your fucking uh, Twitter ads or whatever? Fine. Do it. Doesn't mean you can't fucking print eight and a half by 11 flyers or even the, you know, the whatever, the four by six deals, whatever, whatever the fucking small folds are. Start printing those out. Go to fucking Staples or Kinko's. Spend 20 bucks as a promoter. Physically talk to somebody face to face and give that to them at a bar. Yeah. yeah. That person's going to remember that show way more than the ninth Facebook event invite they got that day. Dude, hanging up, at, hanging up at the record store. That too? There's one in every town now, it seems. There's one in every town. And it's growing. Not. It's growing. Big it's, time. It's growing. Hang one up there. Some fucking kid in eighth grade is going to look at your logo fucking and stare at it and then eventually get obsessed with it and draw it on a book. That's right. <laughs> like, like, That's <laughs> like... Do it. Fucking like that that's how it starts. You gotta plant seeds somewhere. Even you just get the name out there. You can't just think about the fucking Facebook bubble and fucking likes and fucking all that shit. It's not very gratifying. You're not really expanding your your, your reaches and all that shit. Whatever old is new. So people are buying tapes, people are buying vinyl, people want paper. I think people they they're so uh they're oversensitized by digital. Everything's fucking on a screen. There, there's fucking videos of babies who get a book or toddlers who get a book, a coloring book, color, you know, kid's book, and they try to do a fucking pinch and zoom on paper because they're so used to having an iPad in their hands. Wow. They, they video, they, they, they got a fucking hard paper and they, they do that just by no instinct because they're so young, but they've been access to that digital screen <sighs> so much. They don't even, their brain just immediately goes, oh, I can pinch and zoom this paper. No, you can't. Oh, my God. So, um, and at some point down the road, kids are going to get flyers and I'm like, whoa, paper flyer. This is fucking sweet. And they're going to remember that show. And I think it's going to help turn out. Hey, so. How else are you going to fucking cover up the hole you punched in your wall? Fucking, you know, <laughs> right. fucking Christ. <laughs> oh, man. Brian, we're going to bring back the paper pulp. We're going to bring it back. It's going to be huge. It's gonna, it's gonna, we need more American paper manufacturing jobs. Huge. Huge. Gina. <laughs> Paper manufacturing soaring. We have paper paper farms all over America. We're not using the paper farms, folks. We're not using them. We're not. Oh, Josh, I uh, you know I know it's your show, but I think this is I think this is at least we the got, basic foundation. A couple of hot points, hot topics, bare minimum topics to cover. If you're going to be promoting shows or as an artist, these are the things that these are like you're such great, nice to have, but they're basic foundation things you need. Uh, either promoting or being in a show playing a show so. yeah t t you know do what you weigh you know do what you gotta do but you know fucking yeah, it was a cool panel something to, you know, just panel. get back to basics putting the panel on the wall right here that's right man honey we're getting a new panel <laughs> honey <laughs> sugar <laughs> open the door wait and you see the new panel I got in there this is this is good, man. Well, thanks for having me over, and uh, we're Might gonna be well. uh, meeting up again soon. Fucking in a couple weeks, then at Rouse for uh, yeah. I guess we got down there, and uh, yeah, guy, looking forward to it. Cool, man. Thanks for listening.